All right, so we got uh, everything all queued up, right? Everything's ready, oh. to, ready to go. Ready or not. I may be a little slow on the trigger, but... Come. Nah, that's all right. Okay, here we go. The Penn and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch your radio dial. The Penn Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> Welcome to the Penn and Mikey Show. The other one I saw him on a bathroom wall was, uh, I think this is a classic. If you sprinkle when you tinkle, please be neat and wipe the seat. I mean, it's like, uh, that's probably as good as the one that uh, was on the wall in front of me at a urinal and it said, what are you looking up here for? The joke's in your hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so, that's like Dr. Seuss. Are we going to start this thing? Oh, it started Mark? already. The, oh. uh, the, we're on the air. Uh, the podcast oh. is rolling. Did you play the music? Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Welcome to Planet Mikey Podcast number, uh, Ben, what number is it? 115. Wow. Thank you. That's our correspondent, yep. Ben Kitchen. Mm. Our, our episodic correspondent who writes these things down on his hand. Yeah. Uh, ben, what uh, what number was last week? 114. Okay, all right, good. Because it doesn't matter what number episode we're in, Smitty. Yes. <laughs> Smitty, Ben. <laughs> Bill Smith is our... Uh, Producer extraordinaire. My name is Bill Smith, and yes, here's what I- <laughs> Bill is 33% owner of this podcast. Thank you. Ben is 32% owner of the mm, podcast. False. And I am 34% owner of the podcast, which adds up to 100%, and it's the only way you can do this. It makes me chairman of the board. Yeah. Doesn't matter what Ben says. I own it 100%. It's all me. How, how is that possible? I pay the bills. What what bills? <laughs> do you buy the Snapple? That's true. I no. do not buy no, the Snapple. Buy the do you grow the weed? Sometimes. Hey, what about <laughs> that pizza we made tonight? <laughs> do you make the pizza? Yeah. Yes. Ben, I'm sorry, but as the chairman of the board here, let's take a vote, Smitty. You got 33, I got 34. Let's take a vote. Is Ben the owner of the podcast? Yes. No. The people and places depicted in the Planet Mikey podcast are purely fictional. Any similarities to actual people, places, or things, living or dead, is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in any way during the production of this podcast. Well, okay, we did play Red Rocket with one of the puppies. We have a uh, a new Ooh. version. Hey, Smitty, you're so slick sometimes with the controls of well, this yeah, stuff. That's what I do. We have a new version of the phrase that pays. Now, Ooh. how do we pay off folks for being loyal Listeners to the Planet Mikey podcast. I know. Simple. I know. I know. Cake. I know. Cake. Cake. Let them eat cake. Some people Thanks, think money is cake, but at our, on this podcast, it's actual cake. My grandma's coffee cakes, mygrandma.com, the greatest coffee cake in the freaking world. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Especially the blueberry cake that you Ooh. never delivered. Oh, you're getting that. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. You're going to get All that. All right. Yeah, but we're going to give away a cake to one of our, our listeners. Ooh. Because that's a kind, nice thing to do. Today's phrase that pays will be uh, somewhere contained within the body of this podcast. Mm. And it, just to give you a hint, the phrase that pays will be one of, of the lines from a Dr. Seuss book. Okay. Now, now why, you, you're the only one who has uh, is privy to the, this information. So far. So, yeah. You write down the phrase that pays. It has to be a line from a Dr. Seuss book. You tweet it to at Planet Mikey on Twitter. Okay. At Planet Mikey. The first person that tweets the correct line, the phrase that pays from the Dr. Seuss book, will win a gorgeous 
cake of your choice. Ooh. You know, those are so nice to get in the mail because the box is heavy. The box is... Oh, the, yeah. the cake is even better than the box. Yeah. <laughs> Which, That's right. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with that. I know. <laughs> You'll win a delicious coffee cake from mygrandma.com, and you can call anytime you want to order a cake for somebody. I do it 20, 30 times a year. 1-800-8-GRANDMA. Yeah. And then put that thought out of your head till the next time you need a cake. <laughs> That's right. Think of pie. Uh, they've canceled no. Dr. Seuss. This is this has absolutely got me so pissed off. In today's society, the cancel culture, we know what it's doing. It's being an asshole. Yeah. The cancel culture is the worst thing ever because there's no room for forgiveness. There's no room for uh, you know going back to an era where things were differently and forgiving somebody who might have thought differently in a prior era without any malice. Mm. Dr. Seuss was... A wonderful addition to the lives of children since I was a child. What was the first Dr. Seuss book you ever read? Uh, probably Cat in the Hat. Yeah, same Cat in the Hat. Yeah. Horton Hears a Who. Cat, Cat, Cat in the Hat comes back. Horton Hears a Who. That's the other one. Yeah. yeah. I read... Yertle the Turtle. I had a different version. I had Horton Hears a Who. Oh, that one. Oh. Yeah. 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 So that That's was the little... more adult version. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got off to an early start of that. Mm. I think maybe Yertle the Turtle... You know, uh, obviously, Cat in the Hat was the, the first biggie, right? Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> I mean, I'm a Dr. Seuss fan. Oh, uh, 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 How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. I make rhymes all the time, <laughs> like Dr. Seuss. Uh, I see. You mm. know. Yeah. All you got to do is give me a goose, and I'll come up with a rhyme like Dr. Seuss. It's really easy. I've been doing it since I was a papoose. <laughs> <laughs> so you, okay. you could be a rapper. Dale? Yeah. Is that you? Dale? Papoose? Pond? Oh, that's right, Dale. How is Dale? I don't know. Don't know. Bill, how is Dale? Well, How's his girth? He did a commercial for us the other day, and the, he did a great job, as he usually does. One take, always one take. The fatter I he get- He has money at that. Yep. I'm 205 in, on the scale, which is my highest weight ever, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting- <laughs> Now I know what Dale felt like before he met Paige at Wake, Awaken 180. Uh, I just heard a- uh, I saw a commercial on TV for uh, Awaken 180. Pretty nice. Yeah. Nice job, Paige. So, anyway, this Dr. Seuss thing pisses me off. Why? Dr. Seuss Enterprise is now saying today that they will no longer publish six of Dr. Seuss books. And you know what they are? What are they? And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Yeah, I don't remember that one. If I Ran the Zoo. Don't remember that one. McGilligot's Pool. On Beyond Zebra. Scrambled Egg Super. Remember that one? Scrambled Egg Super de Duper de Boo. Special Deluxe a la Peter T. Hooper. That was the guy that made the eggs in the store. Green eggs and ham. The the cat's quizzer. Those were the six that they're no longer going to put out there. Why? Oh, gee. Let's see. Are they judging uh, the past by today's values? (laughs) They said it will no longer publish the books because they, quote, portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. How stupid is that? It's just so stupid. You know, virtue signaling is for children. Good God almighty. It's so... And it's always to favor the left. Have you noticed? Well, and plus everything is... Okay, now one of the examples is they had a character in... uh, To think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, in fact, mentioned a character who is, quote, described as Chinese, has two lines for eyes instead of, like, big, wide-open eyes. Like... You mean the mine the, never are the caricature, the drawing in the ma- in the book. Yeah, I, I yeah. believe he did a lot of like war propaganda I during think, World War II. Yeah, I think. Well, so. anybody born in 1904 probably had a pretty bad mood going on during World War II. But I don't know how that applies to this. Now, described as Chinese, two lines for eyes, carrying chopsticks and a bowl of rice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're trying to depict, 
I'm again, let's go back 50 years, 60 years, whatever it was. You're trying to depict someone from China. The first thing that might come to your mind, if you if you don't know anything about the Chinese people, is that they, they use chopsticks. They eat Chinese food. They eat Chinese food. They eat rice. Uh, it's like, okay. Now, if you ever seen a box of, of post-cereal uh, rice crinkles, they had a little Chinese guy, because it was rice. It was a yeah. rice cereal. Yeah. A little Chinese guy was on the box, and they, they just, oh, my God, how could we ever have done that? Well, it's not... They're not saying anything bad about anybody Chinese. It's not like there was a virus they were trying to pin on the Chinese people or something. No, it was just like a way of depicting China. And what are you going to do? Remember the Frito Bandito? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a Mexican guy, and everybody loved Fritos. And what was the problem with that? No. Well, Dr. Seuss is canceled now because of all this. Canceled. Canceled. What's the difference between canceling and burning the book? It's a very similar thing. And throughout history, has there ever been a time where the guys who burn the books turn out to be the good guys? Never. Nope. No, they've never been the good guys. The cancel culture. Because they're afraid of something. They're the book burners, man. If I ran the zoo... It's just lazy. That's all it is. If I ran the zoo... It it doesn't come down to laziness. Intellectual decor. And we don't want to have to explain it to children that they have to think critically. That's all it really is. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's like, it's like, we don't want to have to actually parent and teach children. Look how we've improved, Johnny, when this book was written and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, if I ran the zoo, had two male characters who were, quote, said to be from Africa and they're shirtless and shoeless and wearing grass skirts like people in Africa. Yep. I mean, I want to talk about people in America. You know, African American. We're talking about people in Africa, and that was the vision that they had. Of well, they, Africans they still back then. they still wear in some parts of Africa. They still wear that. It's not. It's not like it's not personal. No. You know, right. outside of his books, the author's personal legacy has come into question. Dr. Seuss wrote an entire minstrel show in college, mm. when, in nineteen twenty something, uh, and performed as the main character in full blackface. Well, see. So, again, 1920. That was then. But what about that when a lot of people did it, including Al Jolson? Well, you know, we know the whole yeah. story. Fred Astaire. What even. made a bad person because of that? Why was he a bad person or into perpetuity because of something he did in college, right? We could ask one of well, the Supreme hold Court on. Here, Here's where it gets a little more interesting, too. Why is that? I don't think it's a great idea, obviously, to do blackface. But why is that so vilified? Yet when we think back on Shakespearean plays in of that time, yep. all the female parts were men, and we don't really get as quite as cross about it. Right. So what's what's the real big difference there? Well, the, the, the thing they didn't allow women actresses back then. There probably weren't a lot of black actors available at the time. I think these to guys, a college kid, they're it, grievance mongers. That's what they are. Right. And, and so they just need a new grievance, and now it's become the cancel culture. These assholes. Right. But the times they're changing. Right. You can't go back fifty, forty, sixty, eighty, ninety, twenty years even, and say, "Well, people look at everything the same way they did then." Yeah. It's just I don't know. They got to get over it. Anyway, they don't know how to get over it. So with Dr. Seuss, uh, it's his birthday today. Yep. It's also Ben Kitchen's birthday yesterday. And it's Joe Castiglione's and birthday. And Joe Castiglione's oh. 74th birthday. We'll yep. hear wow. from Joe sometime. Okay. It's very, very soon. Uh, and there's somebody else whose birthday it is today. And I'm trying to think. Uh, there's somebody else that I, I actually made a note of this. Uh, and and didn't he, write it down. No, you're right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have it written down. That's terrible, Mikey. But it's somebody's birthday today. 
Can you help me out with this? Ben? And if it's your birthday, well, happy birthday to you. You see, Ben is Ben was born on March first, so his his doesn't uh, share it with Roger Daltrey and Justin Bieber. Yes, Roger oh. Daltrey, who sang "I Hope I Die Before I Get Old," and then he turns seventy-seven yesterday. Yeah, still looks good. Yeah, he does not dead. <clears throat> Sam no. Houston. He was born March second. What's he famous for? Um, the first president of Texas. Mm-hmm. There you go. The, the, the region of Texas. By the way, congratulations to Texas for lifting all restrictions for the COVID restrictions. No masks. Get back to work. Yeah. Next Wednesday is the big day, and we'll That's see great. just how much, uh, well. Mel Ott. Mel Ott, 511 home runs. Mel. There you go. Yeah. I know all about Mel Ott. Desi Arnaz. Hey, Lucy! Oh, you better stop that now. That's uh, that's cultural appropriation. Lucy, you got some <laughs> splatter to do! Uh, okay, so now... Let's talk about. Uh, I'll find it while you. Let's talk about uh, being a Cuomo-sexual. Cuomo sexual. Cuomo, you like that? Oh yeah. Can I turn a phrase over here or what? You know, you mentioned that earlier, and uh, you you continue to prove it. The, <laughs> the Porky Pig, but his birthday is today. There's enough pork in Nancy Pelosi's package that we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> we did that last week. <laughs> uh, pork. <laughs> All right, and we have a little game we're going to play. <laughs> a little game we're going to play tonight. But first, I really want to mention this Cuomo sexual story. Now, when I say Cuomo sexual, this is a guy who's once he sixty something. Yeah. He obviously has a thing about. I don't know. Trying to entice. This sounds like the the theme song, or the theme to the Bob Craft story. That's it. Not the this Cuomo story. Continue. <laughs> Not Chris Cuomo. His brother Andrew Cuomo. He's the governor of the great state of New York, the Empire State. Yes. And his dad was the governor as well, Mario Cuomo. Named a bridge after him. They named a bridge after him, Mario and Luigi. Yep. He, <laughs> so he's he's in trouble. But I want to say that I don't even I, – I, I care that he was being a sexual harasser of some young women. That's fine. That happens all the time. I, I, don't, I, I don't. When you say that's fine, you mean – It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And, you and don't condone it. Less harm done by that than his other big situation yeah. that he's answering for How many people? right now. 15,000 people died? 15,000 old folks in, the, in rest homes, in nursing homes in the state of New York – because he was a lying sack of shit. They said he didn't want to take Trump's help because he didn't want to make Trump look good. And so look what he did. He had that giant boat there that yeah. Trump had pulled into his harbor to help him. He had uh, the Javits Center opened up for, for COVID patients. Instead, he forces them into and they die. Yeah. Now, I lost both my parents when they were in nursing homes. Okay. It's not a good thing when you only can see them once a week or whatever. You do the best you can. But when they're in there and they, you can't see them and mm-hmm. they're clinging to life. The last moments of their life, and you can't even visit them or hold their hand. The moment when my mom passed away, if I hadn't been able to be in that room with her, I was, I, forget it. Yep. Happened to thousands of people because of Mario, not Mario, Andrew Cuomo. Yep. And that pisses me off. I, let me tell you the saddest story ever from a nursing home. I worked in a nursing home. I was about 17. Yep. And I worked for a nursing home in Manchester, Connecticut. And there was a guy there whose name was Michael McInerney. Mike. And he was an Irishman, and he had the strongest accent. And Michael McInerney, you could tell, had spent his life laboring. He had, still had muscles in his arm, even though he's an old white guy, a white, white-haired guy. So he's in the he – was, he was that too. He's standing – he'd go out the back porch of this, of this room he had at the nursing home, and he'd just stare off into the cow pasture every single day for like three hours 
in and around sunset. And I'd always say, what are you doing? Michael, what are you doing out here? He'd say, I'm waiting for the bus. Uh. I'd say, you're waiting for the bus, Michael. Where's the bus taking you? He'd say, back to Ireland. Every day. He how did this every how single old was he day. He was like 80. 80? You know, 80-something. And he, you know, obviously senile and lost his, you know. So I had to be the only I was the only one who could get him to go to bed. And when the sun finally went down, I'd say, I'd go to have to every single day tell him, Michael, you got to go to bed now. He'd say, no, I'm waiting for the bus. I'd say, the bus isn't coming today, Michael. And he'd start to cry. Oh. Every single night. So this was the depressing part of it for me. I had to put this guy to bed crying because the bus didn't come. Yeah. Well, people that don't get visited in nursing homes are the saddest things that you can think of. Yep. And when it's your own parents or a relative of yours oh. and you can't go in to see them, it's heartless. Yep. Well, that's what he did to all these people by separating them from their families. Now, Sociopath. It was a terrible, terrible thing to do, and he should be kicked out of office for good for being a jerk-off. Yep. But there, is, there were those. He wins an Emmy. He uh, writes a book. His brother gloats all over him and everything. It's just oh, it's crazy. It's, it's the worst. Fredo. It's really the worst. And there <laughs> People, that's right. And people knew about it back then, and, and but the media didn't talk about it uh, nearly enough. Now they're talking about it because he sexually harassed somebody. Either that so now or he's got a double-barrel shotgun pointing at They him. want to get rid of him because now they've got somebody even more diabolical they want to put in there. Who? Terrible. I don't know. Oh. So I quit that. <laughs> I thought you already knew who it was going to be. I, I quit that nursing home because I was getting depressed having to deal with the sadness of Michael McInerney every night. It's yep. a very terrible situation. It sure is. In those, in those homes. Yep. Um. So I, I did. I covered Cuomo, right? Yep. Did I cover the grandma coffee cake thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Did we talk about Dr. Seuss? Yes. Dr. Seuss. Are you Are you aware of NPR's radio show called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me? It's very good. Never, never heard of it. Smitty, <laughs> you probably worked for that yeah, show. Right. You probably did some like, voiceover I for it. I may have, you know, WGBH. Did you? Call now and win this forty dollar cup. <laughs> a, a, a thank you a cup a, a thank you gift they used to have a cup it was a $40 um, cobalt blue beautiful cup a cup heavy cup it was the kind of cup that would keep your beverage warm for a long time wow and for a $40 pledge you know what Phil, Phil Castanetti has Ed Romero's cup uh, on sale at his <laughs> memorabilia store cha-cha Ed Romero it's not it's not blue it's not necessarily clean but you it's a cup Right? Yes, well, we're, we're familiar with the show. The cup. Wait, wait, don't tell me. All right, so Bill Lee, the spaceman, my best man in my wedding and my, my personal friend, was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And I just want to play this segment of because it's not easy to get all three questions correct. So they would uh, ask questions. That was the premise of the show. They would ask three questions yeah. of each guest. And, you know, the, what I love is the announcer, Bill Curtis, with that amazing voice. That's right. And, and so listen to Bill Lee answer these three questions. And then we will play our own version of Wait, Wait, Don't Smell Me. Well, Bill Lee, we are delighted to talk to you, but today we've asked you here to play a game we're calling... You're not spacey. Kevin is. (laughs) You are Bill Lee, known as Spaceman, so we thought we'd ask you today about Kevin Spacey, the actor in such great films as... The Usual Suspects in American Beauty, and such terrible films as Pay It Forward and K-Pax. Answer three questions about the award-winning actor, and you will win our prize for one of our listeners, Carl Castle's voice on their voicemail. Bill, who is Bill Lee playing for? Emily Brink of Boston, Massachusetts. All right. You played for a Boston crowd before. Here's your first question. Mr. Spacey is, of course, an extremely successful actor. 
having won Oscars, Emmys, and even an honorary knighthood. But he wasn't always successful. In fact, during his early struggling years in New York, he managed to get by by doing what? A, growing his own vegetables in a secret garden in Central Park. B, pretending to be Johnny Carson and getting free food and drinks in restaurants and clubs. Or C, stripping. I like Ogallala, Nebraska. <laughs> Is that isn't he Anyone? from Ogallala? Isn't, isn't, you know, Is Carson from Nebraska? I Is think he's from saying? Ogallala, wow. Nebraska. Oh, I'm sorry. The Nebraska reference was, of course, to Johnny Carson. You're way ahead of him. Yes, that's the answer. Very good. Mr. Spacey, I rest my case. Mr. Spacey says that he had a really good Johnny Carson imitation, so he'd go up and say, I'm Johnny Carson, table for four. And they'd let him in and feed him really well. Brilliant right. man. He's a brilliant man. All right. so a lot of people would have just said B. And you said Ogallala, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It turns out that Kevin Spacey is not the only performer in his family. Which of these people is his brother? A. Randy B. Fowler, Boise, Idaho's number one Rod Stewart impersonator. B. Champion competitive eater Joey Chestnut. Or C. Dame Maggie Smith. Well, process elimination has got to be A. It's got to be A. You're right. It's Randy B. Fowler. Wow, nice. Well, Boise, Idaho's number one. Rod Stewart impersonator. I urge you to Google Randy B. Fowler because... I didn't know he was from Idaho. Well, well that was... We threw that in to trip you up there. It's for everybody in the O.J. Simpson case went. That's true. They all ended up there. You the really have the most interesting mind I have ever <laughs> encountered. Um, Should have started smoking at 64. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. Believe it or not, and frankly, I did not when I found this out, but it is true. Believe it or not, Mr. Spacey starred in a major motion picture that was released just last month. What was it, and what was his role? Was it A, Nine Lives, in which, in which Mr. Spacey plays a businessman trapped inside the body of his family's cat? B, Arthur, in which Mr. Spacey plays the heroic but forgotten U.S. president, Chester A. Arthur? Or C, Talk Slowly and Use Big Words, a sex farce set in the world of public radio? I want it to be A. Do you want it to be A? Yeah, I Then do. it is A. There you have it, three for three. So that was from 2016? 2016, right? All right. That's which, our which friend was Bill exact, Lee. It was, which is exactly five years ago when I quit cigarettes. Oh. And that's five years ago when I got fired at WEI. <laughs> 2016 go. was a big, big year for me. Uh, now, we have a version of this game, too, that we'd like to play right now. Hold mm. on. Ready? A version of a game? When you get it right, you do this. Hmm. When you get game it, music over there? Uh, we might have game music Ooh. here. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, 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 yes, we do. We okay. have game music right there. Uh, here we go. Welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Smell Me. I'm your host, Kieser Boffmanger. And tonight we have our contestants. One of them is from uh, Massachusetts. His yes, name sir. is Ben Kitchen. He's 36 years old and he's got uh, several jobs. Yep. 
none of which have benefits. <laughs> and Bill Smith. My name is Bill Smith. Bill Smith is from Massachusetts. And uh, he's the owner-operator of a fine, fine production facility on uh, the island of Pelham. Mm, that's right. You guys ready to play? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Question number one. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Now, remember, this is correct. And if you get a wrong answer, it's... Uh, that's exactly right. right. Because it's, wait, wait, don't smell me. In 1967... Mikey Adams was removed from office as vice president of the Illing Junior High School Student Council because he, A, got caught dressing in the girls' locker room, B, made fake fart noises in front of a teacher's wife, or C, gave the finger to an eighth grade teacher. I'll go with B. He made fart sounds. Any other guesses? Well, there are only two others. <laughs> you have to play the... It's, yeah, because you got it wrong. Get I, I got it wrong? Can I steal? Uh, yeah, go ahead. C. Yes, correct. Oh, yeah. I gave the finger to Mrs. Henry. Mrs. Henry? Which one? Yeah. A woman with two first names. I, was, I got so screwed <laughs> Mrs. for that. Mrs. and Henry. <laughs> and they blotted out my picture in the yearbook. We had a picture of the, all these student council officers, and they yeah. blotted me. They blo- whited it. They used whiteout. It just took me out of the picture. <laughs> you are just a troublemaker. Good God, Mike. Happy Bad kid. True story. 1971, January. Mikey was expelled from Avon Old Farm School with five months to go until graduation because he, A, smoked marijuana, B, identified as an LGBTQ woman in an all-boys school, or C, beat the living shit out of the headmaster's son during lacrosse practice. All right, well... B, I know, was a different story. Wasn't attached to this situation. I knew that came later. <laughs> C, the real story there is you got your ass kicked. So the right answer is A for smoking weed. That's correct. Yeah. Okay, Ben, that's two. You got Ben's got two. You know, Smitty, you got. You can't win, Bill. Oh, you can't win. Don't be too surprised, Ben. I may pull one out of that. By the way, if I was the cat in the hat? if I was LBGTQ, which letter would I get? Q. <laughs> QAnon. That's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, final question. In 1994, on April 20th, mm-hmm. Mikey was busted by the Vernon, Connecticut Police Department in a car wash, and the car wash was named A. Robo Wash, B. Mr. Sparkle, C. Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> I'm going to say Robo Wash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wrong. I'm sorry. Smitty, you are failing your Mikey history here. I, I don't know what's happening. I thought you heard every story I've ever told on this I podcast. Have, I, I don't remember the, uh, <laughs> the razzle-dazzle. Uh, no, is it, it, was, it, was it was Mr. Mr. Sparkle. Sparkle. Yeah. 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 Schnizzle. It was in the article, too. It was on 420. It happened on 420, 1994. At 420 in the afternoon. Now, these are all shameful. Morning. Oh, morning. In the, in the morning. Uh, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> these are all shameful episodes in my life. Yeah. Since then, I've completely changed. I've uh, I've found the Lord. Yeah. Where yeah, was man. he? In my trunk. <laughs> oh. No, I've, I've uh, changed my life completely. I don't misbehave anymore. I hardly ever even fucking swear. <laughs> Seriously. Because that's swearing's for assholes. Yeah, you're right. All right. Now, 
Oh, <laughs> what else have we got? Oh, by the way, that, that pizza you made was unbelievable. Wasn't that good? You know, that is the DiGiorno uh, croissant crust pizza. How do you say that? Croissant? Croissant. Unlike croissant. the other rising croissant? crust and all that, this is the one. Croissant. Do you want to buy a pizza from the store? That's the one. Croissant? Yep. Croissant? DiGiorno croissant. 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 You have to say it like that <laughs> French accent. Croissant. Would you like to have a croissant? Sorry about the phlegm. Now, we have, a, a, as our final uh, episode in tonight's uh, broadcast. That's not what? Broadcast. We have a final episode? What? In our fi- the, for the final segment of Chapter? tonight's non-broadcast, oh, because yeah. it's not a broadcast oh. at all. all right. We will say not only nice things about Dr. Seuss, whose birthday it is today, yeah. and always nice things about the great Joe Castiglione. That's right, Joe, you are the man. It is as well, and uh, we all hope Joe, Joe Castiglione remains as the Red Sox play-by-play guy until he's 100. Legend. It would sound great to do to do that, and we also have a special musical feature for all of you, uh, Joe and Cherry fans out there. Really? Good night, everybody. Let me be the first to say, happy seventy fourth birthday, Joe. Oh, thanks, Troop. Thanks for the slippers. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. And afterwards, we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid. Like, I love you. I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lies you heard the night before from John John. And though it's just a line to you, for me it's true. Never seemed so right before at Shaw's. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come through, Joe. Then I think I'll wait until the evening gets a little late and I'm alone with you. The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and oh, the night's so blue, Joe. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, something stupid, like I love you. Can you believe it? I think we crushed it, Joe. With an ass as big as yours, you could crush anything. You could crush a bag of walnuts in your ass in 30 seconds just by squeezing the cheese, True. Time is right, your perfume fills my head. The stars get red and oh, the night's so blue. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love you. You wascally wabbit. I love you. I love you too, Joe. I love you. All right, that's enough, Joe. Go back to your room.